Hi, everyone. This is Richard Roberts, and uh, I'm praying over you today, believing that this podcast will be a blessing in your life. Everybody that I know wants a good future. You do. I do. Your family does. Everyone I know wants a good future. No one goes around saying, oh, I pray I have a bad future. No, no, no. I don't know anybody that says that. I know you want a good future as much as I do. However, there are those who think, well, that's just not possible. It's K Sarah Sarah. What will be, will be. No, I don't believe that at all. I believe that God has a specific plan for your future, and I believe it's a good plan. That's what the book of Jeremiah says. The book of Jeremiah says, my plans for you are good. They're a good plan. And God puts dreams and visions in your heart. So the question, obviously, to ask is, well, how do you bring those visions and dreams to pass? Well, I want to give you a little outline today. I believe it'll be a blessing. This is something that I've been teaching and I've been praying on and I've been acting out in my own life. And on these podcasts, I like to take these things that mean a lot to me and share them with you. Because if they mean something to me, I believe they'll mean something to you. And if they don't mean anything to me, they probably won't mean anything to you either. So let me share some things with you today. You might want to get a pen, uh, uh, get your smartphone or, or your dumb phone, whichever phone you brought along, <laughs> and, and let me share a few things to help bring those specific plans God has for you to pass. Number one, write the vision down. In other words, when God gives you a dream, when God gives you a plan, When God shows something to you that you are to do, a place for you to go, something for you to say, some relationship for you to have, write it down. It's so easy to forget. And I think I'm probably as guilty of that as anybody. (laughs) I was talking to Lindsay just uh, earlier today. We were driving in the car over to our ministry headquarters. And uh, I said to her, Lindsay, when you ask me to do something, I'm doing my very best to stop what I'm doing and do it right then. Because if I don't, probably seven times out of 10, I forget to do it. You know, uh, Richard, would you turn the outside lights on our house off? Sure. Let me just finish what I'm doing. Well, seven out of 10 times, I'm going to forget. And along evening time, I want to find out those lights have been on all day outside. So I said, honey, I'm trying my best. When you ask me to do something, I'm going to stop right then and do it and get it done with. So you don't have to say to me two or three hours later, did you remember to turn off the lights? You know, Uh, (laughs) uh, and I'll give you a great experience. We were sitting a few nights ago, we were sitting uh, at our house and we were watching television. I have this fascination with the game show network. I don't know if you've ever seen the game show network, but I I love some of those game shows on there because it's educational. I I love learning things like that. And, uh, and she said, would you, would you go stick those dishes in the dishwasher? I said, sure, sure, sure. Let me just finish the rest of this program. Well, naturally, I forgot. And after I had watched that program, I watched another program. <laughs> so it's now an hour later. And she walked over and she, she looked at me and she smiled and said, hmm, I see the dishes are still here. Well, you see, I forgot. And I thought, well, maybe I'll make an excuse. But no, the truth was I just flat forgot. So what I said was, the next time you ask me to take the dishes in the sink and put them in the dishwasher, I'm just going to stop. You know, I've got a pause button on my remote. I can just stop the program and go over and put the dishes. It only takes two minutes. So I'm, I'm trying to do that. And, and that's, that's why I'm telling you to write things down. Write, 
write it down, write the vision. The Bible says, write the vision down and make it plain, okay? Now, the second thing, and this is just as important, what you write down, keep it before you. Keep it in front of you. Lindsay has a way of uh, using these uh, yellow post-it notes. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And she reminds me, these are real gentle uh, reminders that wives give to husbands. And uh, she'll put a reminder on a yellow sticky note, and she'll stick it right in the middle of my mirror where I shave. Or she'll stick it on my pillowcase or next to my side of the bed to where there's no way I can miss it. Sometimes I find a, a, a reminder in my shoe. <laughs> she wants to make sure that I keep it before me. I remember one time she and I were listing out things we were praying about, and we had about 20 things we had written down, and we took a piece of scotch tape and we taped it to our front door so that every time we opened that door, we would be reminded of what we wrote down. You know, the Jews have what they call a mezuzah on their doorpost. And it has, uh, it, it has a prayer in it. It's got like a little rolled up scroll. It has a prayer in it. And, uh, and I, th- I think it may have a scripture in it too from the Old Testament. But every time they go by, every time they open that door, they touch that mezuzah and they kiss their fingers. Well, that's a reminder, you see. That's a reminder uh, to remember God and to remember his plan for your life. Keep it before you. Write it down and then keep it before you, okay? And then the third thing that I do is I begin to decree it every day. The Bible says that God call things that be not as though they were. That's how he created everything you can see from what you cannot see. For example, God said, light be. And suddenly out of darkness, there came light. That's how God operates. And Abraham did that. When Abraham and his wife, Sarah, were told they were going to have a child, and here he is now an old age and his wife was was old, he called that which was not as though it was. He believed that God's word would come to pass in his life, even though he was now a hundred years old and his wife was 90. Yet they did not waver, the Bible says in Genesis. They did not waver or stagger at the promise of God. But they call that which was not as though it was. They called forth and believed for a child. Can you imagine the look on the nurse's face when Abraham and Sarah came into the emergency room? <laughs> came into the delivery area of the hospital. Here's this 90-year-old woman, pregnant. Can you imagine that? Well, it happened. They began to decree it every day. So when, when we write something down and we begin to keep it before us, then we say it, we decree it. Father, I'm decreeing this. I'm saying it. You know, when a king makes a decree, that's a law. I decree it every day, but I can't decree it every day if I don't keep it in front of me. And then, number four, I begin to confess it by faith. I not only decree it, but I confess it, and I thank the Lord for it. I'll say to the Lord, Lord, I'm so grateful that I have been uh, decreeing this before you. Now I confess it into being. That's how Lindsay and I entered into the healing ministry uh, within uh, four months of our getting married. We've been married now for 43 years. And uh, we got married in January, early January of 1980. 
And the healing ministry came into my life about four or five months later, but it came because we began to confess it. We had had a prophetic word given over us that we were to have a healing ministry, and we knew, we knew in God's plan it was time. And so we wrote it down. We kept it before us. We began to decree it every day, and we confessed it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we confess we have a healing ministry. Now, in the natural, we didn't have it. But by faith, we had it. We confessed it into being until it happened. It began to happen about the end of April. Of, uh, I guess we'd been married about four months when suddenly I began uh, in services and people began to be healed and people have been healed in every service I've preached since then. And then the fifth thing that I do is I apply the Bible to it. Now, I know there are those who say, well, the Bible is passe. It's gone out of style. It's an allegory. It's a book of poems. No, no, no. It's the word of God. And heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will not pass away. The word of God is something you can hang your hat on all of your life. So apply Bible principles to it. Get hold of a scripture that matches what you're praying and believing for and begin to pray it every day. For example, Paul said in Philippians 4, 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. You see, God will be with you. When you do what I'm saying, God will be with you. He promises he will be with you. And then the sixth thing I do is I get into praise and worship. I begin to lift my hands and thank God. I thank him. You know, once I've asked him uh, for, for uh, once I've heard from him and I've asked him about it and I've written the vision down and I kept it before me and I've decreed it every day and I've confessed it into being and I've applied the scripture. Now I lift my hands and I thank him. I thank God in advance. I give him praise and I give him worship for bringing it into my life. And then there's one more thing I do, which is very, very important. I sow a seed toward it. Well, Richard, I knew somehow you're going to get the money in this deal. <laughs> That's what the world may say. No, it's not always money. It's always a seed that I sow. It may be a seed of prayer that I sow into someone's life. It may be a sermon that I'm preparing. It may be a pat on the back. It may be a smile. It might be a financial offering or whatever I feel in my heart that God wants me to sow. I sow a seed toward it. And I believe that God will take that seed and he will use it for his glory and he will multiply it back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over because that's what the Bible says in Luke 6.38. These are seven things that I do for my own future. And my friend, if these seven things will work for me, they'll work for you. And the reason I know is because the Bible clearly says that God is no respecter of persons. If you'll do this for Moses... If you'll do it for Abraham, for Isaac, for Jacob, if you'll do it for Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, if you'll do it for Peter, Paul, and the others, if you'll do it for me, he will do it for you because he's the same God. He said, I am the Lord and I don't ever change. So Father, right now, I pray these seven powerful keys for the future will get into the heart, the spirit, and the mind of everyone listening to this podcast. My dear friends, I pray that you'll do, number one, you'll write the vision down. Number two, you'll keep it before you. Number three, you'll decree it every day. Number four, you'll confess it by faith into, into being. Number five, you'll apply 
a Bible principle to it. You'll apply the scripture to it. Number six, you'll lift your hands in praise and worship and thank God in advance for bringing it into your life. And number seven, you'll sow a seed toward it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Expect a Miracle podcast. Just in case you haven't heard, about three months ago, we launched the new Healing Network online. And you can download it by going to the App Store and downloading the Healing Network or go to our website, richardroberts.org, and the information is there. It's seven days a week, 24 hours a day, all healing all the time online live programming as well as programming as far back as the 1950s. I pray and believe it will be a blessing to you. God bless you, and I'll see you next time, or hear you, hear from you next time, I should say, right here on the Expect a Miracle podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts. Special word to all of you Canadian friends and partners. If you are in need of healing, if you need a healing touch from God, then I invite you to be a part of this special healing service in Toronto. Saturday, September 23 at 10 a.m. at the Old Mill. To uh, register, go to richardroberts.org slash Canada 2023. I am expecting to see great miracles that day. I'll see you in Toronto.